please do not think that I overemphasize the negative by sharing all the negative actions and its consequences. But if I only show you the positive things, you might not be able to recognize when a trap, so-called trap, is set for you to destroy your efforts. Because every action you and I take has consequences. It's important. Whatever you do, and you know that, everything that you do has consequences. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader you were born to be. This show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's show. Hello and welcome to today's show, the Rise and Shine show. My name is Yanni and it's great to have you with me and welcome Judy. Thank you Yanni. I'm looking forward to what's going to be spoken about here today. Yeah, and I just want to give you a little bit of feedback from the previous show. I've been reprimanded. I'm I'm getting too excited and then I'm talking too fast. So please forgive me for that. I'll try to slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when I get so excited. It's an exciting topic. Yes, I understand. Yeah, but when I get so excited and I, I see your uh, life also changes, then it, it really excites me. So please forgive me for that, but bear with me. So today we're talking about, or we continue talking about, the power of your subconscious mind. So we're in part six already, and today we're talking of victims of ignorance. And we'll get into that just now, but I'm just going to recap a little bit quickly, because in part five we talked about thought, the cause of action. Now, although we mainly focus on the importance and the power of your subconscious mind, it is necessary to note the role of your conscious mind and what that uh, role is it plays in the renewing or the reprogramming of your subconscious mind. Because your subconscious mind gathers knowledge and experience through your senses, through your sight, your what you hear, you feel, you taste. And it learns from books, conversations, experiences, and it reasons and forms conclusions. And then finally, this gathered information is passed down into your subconscious mind where it is stored and it becomes automatic actions in your life. Now, life is not a matter of chance or luck. It is not something out of your control It is largely the result or the effect of your thoughts. You remember that we've dealt with that in the previous show quite a bit. So therefore, by controlling your thoughts, and this, thank God, can be done, you can govern and you can direct your life to an almost unbelievable extent. And remember what we said Whatever you sow, that and that only will you also reap. And that, I trust by now, you will realize it in a positive context because those few words, whatever you sow, that will you also reap, is usually put on people in a negative context. People say, yeah, I told you. What you sow, you're going to reap. And that's not how I want you to, to see and to perceive it. I want you to see it in the, in the positive sense as well. So today we're talking of, on victims of 
ignorance. Now, here I've got a word of caution for you. Please do not think that I overemphasize the negative by sharing all the negative actions and its consequences. But if I only show you the positive things, you might not be able to recognize when a trap, so-called trap, is set for you to destroy your efforts. Because every action you and I take has consequences. It's important, whatever you do, and you know that, everything that you do has consequences. It may not seem so right now. Say, for example, you do not stop at a stop sign. It's got consequences. The next time, say, for example, if nothing happened, this time when you didn't stop at the stop sign, the next time you think, ah, I can just carry on. Nothing is going to happen. And then maybe next time you do it, and there's either, either a traffic officer and he stops you and he gives you a traffic ticket, or someone else thinks the same thing and bam, their two vehicles collide. So we don't want to do that. We should stay on course. And most people mean well and want to do good and to even be good. However, most people are wrong thinkers, mainly due to ignorance. So I don't blame people for it, but I have to point it out so that you and I can know where we have to consciously put in effort so that we can change those things so that we can move forward and have good success in our, in our walk. I've always said, and I've said it before, that most of the things in our mind are not, is not ours. It's other people's thoughts we read from reading books or listen on TV. Other people have been given suggestions and opinions and views and comments. And we don't take the time to analyze those things, but we accept it. Even if we accept it as non-relevant, we still accept it. And then it becomes part of our subconscious mind thinking. And then one day you might decide, okay, I'm going to throw out that rubbish. But there's a many years of rubbish sitting in your garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, Judy, you, uh, you've got an idea of what I'm talking about today. But this is so relevant, what you just said. Mm -hmm. Because it's not generally known that negative thoughts are highly destructive. People don't always think that way. And we ignorantly indulge in these negative thoughts, thinking that they do not do any harm. But actually, thoughts of impurity, of anger, revenge, hate, resentment, envy, lots of other stuff, losses and grief, thoughts of fear, failure, weakness, sickness, poverty, disease, uh, lots of other stuff, death. They are actually all highly destructive. And sometimes I, especially when you get uh, to see the negative effects and you became cognitive of these, these thoughts and how these actions harm people's lives, I'm just thinking, my goodness, I was also there. And that's why I, my whole being just wants to reach out and help. Not everybody is there to be, uh, want to be helped, unfortunately, but thankful for you that are here. I'm so grateful 
that you are here and that you want to change because you are the leader that you have been born to be. Because these things are so destructive to, to your health, to your happiness, to your circumstances, to every aspect of your life. And it breaks down the nervous system. This may sound silly or may sound as if it's not true, but it actually breaks down your nervous system. It paralyzes endeavor. It undermines your will. It makes the wrong decisions and it can even impact your health. It is so, so important to, to work on these things as I'm sharing with you, as Judy is sharing with you. And I'm sure you will agree that this is a matter of prime importance. It's so important. Yet, neither children nor the general public are really trained and instructed how to think right. Where in the school do you get they teach the children to think the right way? Or in the news media or wherever. People are just, it just don't even think about it. It's just a negative wave upon wave upon wave. And then we think we, we should have different circumstances. It just doesn't work like that. And I'm, I know that you understand this by now. I'm not on a, on a rant or on a negative um, streak here. But it's so important that we realize this. And that's why I'm giving you these things. And I, I trust that you will receive them, that you implement in your life, and so that you can also make a change in those around you. It's so, so important. And I want to ask you a question. Do you realize that it is thought that kills and not the lack of food in most cases of death through alleged starvation. Now, I'm going to give you a few examples here, but I want you to think on this question, and I'm going to repeat it. Do you realize that it is thought, someone's thought, that kills and not the lack of food in most cases of death where starvation is alleged? And I'm going to give you examples, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, and you will in some cases, I'm sure you will even be shocked to realize what's actually happening. Now, as a rule, a person will die within only a few days if they don't have food to eat. And yet, on the other hand, a person who fasts voluntarily can do so for 40 or sometimes even more days, not only without injury, but with greatly beneficial results. Now, why is that, in the first case, a few days of compulsory fa fast ends in life? And I'm, the compulsory fast, I put here in quotes. Someone who doesn't have food and they don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. And if they really starve in a few days, they're gone. They're dead. While a voluntary fast, on the other hand, of several weeks, only results in good. Why is this? You know why? It's in the state of the mind of that person and the character of the thought in the one it kills and it's not the lack of food. And for the other person, it's also in the mind because he's got a totally different mindset and he is looking for a different outcome. Now, I'm going to give you an ex um, just an example in my own life again. 
Now, I, I haven't told this to many people, and Judy will know I, I haven't shared this with many people. But at one stage in my life, I just felt that I needed to fast. And I started the fast, and I fasted for 40 days. I still went to work. I still did what I needed to do. And the only way, I didn't tell anyone. I brushed my hair the same as I normally did. I shaved as I normally did. I didn't dress in tatters or anything. I didn't. No, <laughs> no but you looked very thin. <laughs> That's the only thing that people noticed yes, after a while. Yes. And the one person, just before I broke the fast, he mentioned something. We commented on something and I said, I've actually been on a fast for now almost 40 days. He said, my goodness, I thought you were getting thinner and thinner. But anyway, but the result of that was was awesome. So I've got experience in my own life that I could go without food. Yes, of course, I had to drink uh, water, but I went without food for 40 days. And here I am, a living testimony. Judy knows. Judy and I have been married for a long time. And so it's possible. And here, another example. It was reported that a gentleman who fasted for 40 days not only carried on his usual duties, but he also wrote a book on a subject that required great concentration and mental effort. And it was only in the latest stages of the fast that he worked a little bit less and less hard than what he usually did. So there are many um, examples of this nature. So just like I shared with you, I went, I still went to work, everything. People didn't know. They noticed there's a little bit difference. I hope it was other good things as well. But that's the only way that people could tell. But I lived 40 days without food and this person the same. And he even wrote a book at this time that really uh, required his mental forces to really work for him. Now, by contrast, one person starves and dies after only a few days. Now, in this case of this person the, or the starving man, he thinks he's dying because he has no food. And consequently, just in a few days, he dies. The fasting man, on the other hand, thinks that by fasting, he's improving his health and his health is improved even to the overcoming of a so-called incurable disease because apparently this man that I just shared with you, he fasted because they were, he had an incurable or so-called incurable disease and he was set free of that. When he uh, ended the fast, he was, he was well. He was healed of that. Now, there's no reason why a starving man, if he was well nourished at the beginning of this forced starvation should not live as long as a fasting man who does it voluntarily and he would do so if he could only control his thoughts and think in the same way that the fasting man thinks isn't that incredible and that is where we're getting to now this this is a little bit rough stuff that's the same principle as someone who wants to be successful from a, from the average person. 
the average person is very content just having a really normal, simple life. Whereas a person who wants to live for something higher or greater, their mind is on fixing and looking for uh, how to get there, how to strengthen their mind to achieve more, to, to get more out of their mind. Whereas this person who's starved, in his mind, all he was seeing was lack and starvation and hunger and fatigue. Yeah. Whereas the other person, they utilize their mind to get strength to keep on writing the book or living. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the power that you and I have on the inside of us. And as we will see in a, in a, in a few moments, I'm going to share with you how we were created. We were actually created to dominate these things. But the system has pushed on, on most people, on everyone. Mm. Uh, however, not we don't have to accept it that this is the way that we just have to accept things and it's not going to change, which is not true. When you change it in your mind and you use your imagination, you can overcome these things. Let me just give a little example of how the system forces changes upon us because to make the, the uh, understanding of how the, ap the, the practical part of this message is like, say, for example, Apple comes out with a new phone or a new laptop. They, they suddenly, the last edition, they make it almost um, unusable because it can't upgrade anymore or they can't, you can't transfer your files or you can't do certain things. So they force you to get another computer or another phone that can go greater. And that's one way the system makes our mental, uh, mental capacity shift from having the strong position we would. So what we're, lo we're losing ground when that happens. Does that make sense, Yanni? Does yeah, it make absolutely. sense? Eh? It's absolutely. exactly how we lose ground. Absolutely. Eh? You see, when we look at this, um, the, the man who was on the <laughs> forced starvation, um, all he would have, to, we could try to convince him that fasting is beneficial to his health. But I can guarantee you this would not be easy. For ignorance and prejudice die very, very hard. This person has um, gotten to the belief that he cannot go without this stuff. He just needs to get it. And usually when this is the case, it's people that... that um, I'm just going to put it bluntly, that on government's... Um, assistance programs and that is usually what is the result of these things so it's not easy to change someone's to change someone's mind mm -hmm. especially when they believe they um, entitled they're entitled to it and, and you and I owe them something and this brings us to a very important point which may sound controversial, but in today's life, the life where you and I live today, it's very, very relevant. Socialism, which is exactly the same as communism, states that a person can be changed by changing his environment. In other words, if a person is given enough food to eat, he will be happy. Or if people, um, they... Children is basically taken and they put in school and the government looks after the, the children's schooling. Health care is taken uh, care of by the government. 
people um, are programmed to think in their minds that this is how it's supposed to be. And it's not. You and I have been made different because God made man to rule over his or her environment, which is 180 degrees opposite of what the world system is pushing on us. And this is where real life and truth comes to play. And real truth, not your or my version of the truth. And it's also a well-known fact that fear kills. And when you allow your thoughts to dictate negative behavior, you will reap the consequences. We've seen that now over and over in, in these last few uh, shows that that's just where we go and and people say yeah but you can't help thinking these thoughts can you they can take it for granted that one cannot control one's thoughts they do not realize though that it is possible to deliberately change the subject as regards to your thoughts in the same way and I'm, you know this in the same way that, and I'm sure you've done the same as well. Uh, when someone talks about something that you don't really, you're not interested, you don't want to go on to the, into this conversation, you change the subject or you just turn around and you walk away. Now, why don't you do the same with your thoughts when you don't want to change your thoughts or when you want to change your thoughts? Why don't you just change the things that you think about? And it, it's not hard to do it. But it is a discipline. It's absolutely it's a discipline. discipline. It's being willing to change the way you live. It's a self-discipline that you have to, to enforce every day. But I think you know exactly how people should change those things. No, yes, because I've, I've got examples <clears throat> there as well. Now, just um, back to you. I'm sure you have changed the conversation when it became distasteful, haven't you? I'm sure you did. Now, why don't you learn to change the subject of your thoughts in the same deliberate way? That's where we're getting to. Now, how do you do that? You can do it by exercising your will. Now, let me give you a quick example here. I have mentioned this example multiple times, but I'm going to give it to you again if you haven't heard this before. At one stage, I left home very early in the morning. I came back home at about 3 p.m. And I still had a lot of stuff at home that I wanted to do, but I was tired. I mean, I got up very early. So what I uh, started doing, I would go and lie down for 20, 30 minutes. But the moment I went to go and lie down on the bed, the door was closed, everything, everything was nice and quiet. But my thoughts started going all over the show. And I realized, no ways, this is not going to work. If I want to sleep, I have to force myself basically to sleep. So I would consciously say to my thoughts, no, you're not going to go there. I'm here to sleep. And within a week, you can, there's Judy. Judy is my witness. Within a week, I could go and lie down. Within two, three minutes, I would be asleep. After 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I would wake up. I would be refreshed. So you can train your mind, you can control your mind, and you actually owe it to yourself to train and control your mind. And this is really an accomplishment of the highest possible value 
And it can be done only by practice and training yourself. You can do it. Don't tell me you cannot do it because I I was there. My thoughts always went all over the show. I dreamed of everything, but I never focused and concentrated my thoughts on anything. That's where affirmations and quotations really come in value, valuable because you need to just change the talk in your mind. That's the self-talk and put in something positive. And that's how you can break through that negative self-talk. Remember what we said earlier. It's not in the, you know, teeth gritting. I'm going to do it and I'm going to, um, you know, force myself to do it through my through self-will and, and, and brute force. It doesn't work like that. Even the weakest of us can do it because it does not require willpower. All it requires is discipline and quiet persistence. And I will train you how to do these things. I will teach you how to do it as we go along. And I've already given you lots of little nuggets that you can implement in your life. And, and, and there's no need even to be clever or greatly gifted or out of the ordinary. It's not necessary. Because when you become a master of your thoughts, you become actually a master of yourself. You can then control what you want to do and where you're going. And in a way, you can even control life itself because you can dictate what you think. You can even begin to see what the outcomes and everything is going to be. And this is true freedom. And you know what? You can have it. You and I can have it just by following these very simple, these uh, steps, these very few principles. It's not hard. If I can do it, I can promise you, you can do it. Because for many years, I, I didn't know how to do it. But if I can do it, my dear friend, you can do it. That's very wonderful, Yanni. I think you can um, continue this topic for another 10 sessions. <laughs> yes, we won't go that long, but um, I, I, I promise you, I will give you everything that I, that I can, everything that I've got, mm -hmm. because I really want you to be the person who you were born to be, to, to see how you can change your life, how you can change your circumstances and those around you, not by brute force, but just by loving on people and even loving yourself. That's basically what it comes down to, is really loving yourself. So now we're getting more to the result-based stuff as well and had the outcome. So that is really exciting to me. That's great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, thank you, Judy. Thank you so much for being part of this. I really, really, really appreciate you. And share this message with a, with a family member or a friend, subscribe or just pass it on to someone else that can benefit from this. And I know that we will be able to impact those around us and we will be able to change our environments as we go along. Thank you so much for being part. I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next show. Have an awesome day. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this show with your friends and family. And if you've been stirred in your heart to get involved and become a partner to help me spread the good news, visit my website at sunshineharvest.com, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E harvest.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next show.